Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Always Open. We're so glad you're here. I'm your host, Barbara Dunkelman, and today I'm joined by two of my favorite, loveliest ladies I've ever met, starting with... Hi, I'm Defined by Kai, and that was some intro. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Hype you up. I was like, oh, I'm favoritist? <laughs> that's a, that's a, you know a lot of people. It's a, it's a high bar. Thank you. We also have... Oh, hi. Uh, it's Black Chris, or better known as BK. Yeah. <laughs> hi, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today. I'm so excited. Yeah, this Your is awesome. Always open episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've been... Like, ever since you guys started at this company, I've been waiting to bring Always Open back so I could have you guys on. Uh, like, it's been such a long time in the making. I'm so excited. I was, I just started guesting when you had announced that it was ending. Yeah. So I was like, wow, Aww. timing. <laughs> I did it. I did it on purpose. How dare you? I had to make you want it. Yeah, you, you had, I had the yearn. The yearn was real. Yeah. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I'm yeah. actually really honored to be here. I've heard a lot about the show. Might have listened here or there. So well, thank you. We try. <laughs> we try to make it entertaining. A um, lot to get into today. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to start the show off ever since the last episode. It's a new thing I'm doing. <laughs> oh, God. Um, with just a, a, we call them litmus test questions. It's basically a question that there's no right answer, but it does say a lot about who you are as a person. Hmm. Potentially. Oh, gosh. What if I don't know? I want you to know who I am as a person. <laughs> You're on Always Open, baby. People yeah. are going to run around. So the question is, let me pull it up so I can get the exact wording here. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Don't be scared. I'm like bracing. I'm, I'm like, thinking, mama, mama, I like how I'm hyping this up as if it's going to be some like groundbreaking question. It's like, what is your favorite color? It's close to something like that. Okay. Do you have a strong opinion on whether or not a flat sheet is necessary on a bed? Technically, that's a yes or no question that doesn't need explanation. That's true. But do you have have a strong opinion? Mm -hmm. Um, So the flat sheet being, for those of you who don't know bedding as well as other people, you got the the sheet that hugs around the corners of the bed. The fitted sheet. The fitted sheet. And then the flat sheet is the one that goes in between that and the comforter. Yeah. So usually you sleep between the fitted sheet and the flat sheet. Yes. I've never heard it called a flat sheet. Like <laughs> my mind, you said that and I go, what? Yeah, top sheet, top flat sheet. sheet. I'm like, what, what is it opposed to a bumpy I sheet? I call it a sheet. I call it a sheet. <laughs> a wrinkled sheet. <laughs> I'm so confused. Which all my sheets are at this okay. point, let's be real. <laughs> my answer is, I'm not of strong opinion. Okay. But I don't need it. No? I, I I almost never make up my bed with it. It's just existing, laying there. So you just go fitted sheet comforter. Yeah, because anytime anytime I tr- like I try like every few months I'll be like it's there I'll mm-hmm. try it'll be like the hotels hotel management. Yeah, exactly. And it just <laughs> the way it slides off immediately. Yeah. And it's just moving around, and now I'm, it's, you're no longer wrapped up like a burrito. You're wrapped up like you're tangled in some web and some cob sheets. It's just cob, it's cob just, sheets. It's, yeah, cob <laughs> sheets. It's just, it's just easier to just not have it. Uh huh. Okay. Interesting. Good. So you Good. don't use one. No. Do you own one and just don't don't put it on? It's currently on the side of my bed. No. To, oh. Oh. So it's because <laughs> it's. it's there to because I used it last again. I recently did the test to okay. see if I could use it, and then I couldn't, and now it's currently next to my bed. Okay, ready for the next test. There you go. What about you, BK? Uh, I, I, judging by my facial expressions, <laughs> clearly I'm taken aback by Kaiser's response. Mm-hmm. Um, You're a top sheeter. I, I listen. There's a way to make the bed. 
And if you make it properly and you tuck it in and you fold the corners, you mm. are always a comfy little burrito in the bed, okay? Comfy little burrito. All right. Listen, I understand if you're a fling your legs around sleeper uh-huh. and the sheet goes willy-nilly or whatever, but there's something about you're in the middle of the night and you get all too toasty. You know what I'm saying? And you don't want to be like free balling, just naked on your bed, no blankie. You I just, mean, speak for yourself, baby. Right. <laughs> like, well, you know, you're you making a lot of assumptions. You take the comforter off and you always have that sheet there to mm. cover you. So you're always covered, whether you're hot, whether you're cold. It is a good temperature regulation. That's why I like it. Yeah. It's annoying. Don't get me wrong. Like, I already have struggles trying to put the fitted sheet on to begin with. It's the worst. <laughs> Let alone making sure I remember to put on the other sheet. But it comes in the sheet set. Like, mm. I just can't imagine getting the sheet set, putting the fitted <laughs> sheet on looking at the other flat sheet the other one away. and being like eh, nah. I mean, no 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 so I don't toss it away what so you, I do, you own it still I own it still what I use it I use it for when my guests come because <laughs> they need a sheet of course you know if they want to sleep on an air mattress mm-hmm. oh so that's like their the couch, fitted sheet that is their fitted sheet and then I have a cover to give them on top because no one just sleeps on the couch bare bones right no, you gotta have something okay. exactly mm-hmm. exactly and to BK's point of regulating your temperature first of all I don't get I don't get hot because I'm always cold and second of all even if I were a little warm that's what the one leg out for is baby that's one true. leg out the comforter yep. you, you you let that one leg out and You're suddenly perfect. your entire like I don't know it's because I know hands and feet are the things that collect heat the most uh-huh. that without if that one foot out that one toe that's like all you turn need. on the AC. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah. It's like turning on the AC. There is something funny. I'm I use a top sheet. Okay. Um, but that's only because I our comforter is like we have a king bed. Mm-hmm. So it's like too hard to wash that comforter. Yeah. And so the top sheet, you just have to wash that guy if it's yeah. between you and the, the comforter. But sometimes what we do is we tuck it in so tightly. That you almost feel like you're mummified. That's how it yeah. is at every hotel. I, oh, like I, a little mean, booty? I pull it. I, oh my god! <laughs> it could be really comfortable, but it could also yeah. kind of suck sometimes. I will say, I will say, in in lower of the top sheet, because I agree. When I have the top sheet there, and I'm first getting under, I'm like, ah, this is nice. And then it lasts the night, and then <laughs> now I'm upset, so mm-hmm. I don't do it. Do it again. What about fancy pillows? Absolutely. I am I, a pillow I, queen. I have a whole bunch of pillows and then they're on the floor no, when okay. I'm sleeping. I am like an like an anime girl. Like I am like I'm like inside them. They're surrounding You're me. You're like a fork. She's a caterpillar. Yes. Okay. Like a caterpillar. And is that how you sleep? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you have a partner? I, well, listen, it doesn't matter, okay? It's all about the pillows. It's all about the pillows. The pillows are my partner. Body pillows? You, you gotta be comfy. Come on. I have like I mean, three of them. Yeah. And Body they have different pillows? Yeah, and they have different little Anime waifus you put on the on the cover. Who are your uh, anime body pillows? Uh, I'm get I'm getting <laughs> I'm having all sorts of bed questions. This is a great litmus test. <laughs> yeah, he, Himiko Toga from like yes. your academia. Yes, <laughs> yes. I love her Best very girl. much. Best girl. I remember oh. the first time I ever saw uh, our Ruby <laughs> characters as body pillows, <sighs> and I was just like, "This feels wrong." <laughs> yeah, they're very young. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, now I think they're technically legal. I think Ruby is eighteen. Te- anytime you say technically, that's a problem. Because is, is she? Maybe. <laughs> Probably not at the time of seeing this body pillow. Absolutely not. Hey, in the comments below, let us know. <laughs> let I'm, pretty know. Sure they, I'm pretty sure they got their licenses early, and they were still. In, I'm pretty sure they were still in high school when everything went to shit. I'm like, uh-huh. is she? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for indulging me in that. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I love asking nonsensical questions. It's a good Let's question. And judging people for their answers. Um, so we do have some questions from the audience that we're going to get into on this episode. And if you have questions for us for the show, you can email alwaysopen at roosterteeth.com. Send them in, baby. Um, so first question for us. <clears throat> I was hoping you could help me figure out how I could possibly meet someone to date. I have the issue where I'm com a complete introvert, hate big outings, and always prefer as little people as possible when I go out. And I work a third shift, so my days are weird. I've never been able to find the courage to ask people I meet when out and about just because I feel like I'll bother them. On top of all that, I was a military brat, so I was always moving, and now I've lived in an entirely new city for a year and a half. How could someone like me, who has barely dated throughout their life, Find someone to be with. Boy, do I have a story for you. <laughs> big same. Big, big same here. Uh, Single life? For so long. Yeah. <laughs> so long. I think in my entire lifetime, I've had one official partner. For how long? Two years. Okay. But it was also high school sweethearts. So I've essentially been single my entire adult life. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sounds like the start of a rom-com. <laughs> Yeah, so when I find that one, <laughs> when I find that one that Watch breaks out. the cycle, yep. marry me. <laughs> my mom has actually told me, uh, not to distract from the question, my mom has actually told me, I feel like the next guy you meet, like seriously, will be the man you marry because you just don't give men a chance. And I'm like, you're right, I don't. You have high standards. High standards. There's nothing just, wrong with that. I think it's just also a matter of, and for, uh, this is speaking for me personally, with time, I am mm -hmm. very purposeful with my time okay and I just know what I hate and I hate small talk I hate the idea of dating I hate but which sucks because I am a hopeless romantic like I <laughs> love the rom-com what does the, the idea sense. of dating mean to you so it used to mean dating for marriage okay honestly and since then it's changed I now realize that dating and kind of even just feelings can just be for fun okay but even then what most people find fun, I don't. <laughs> I just, I don't. Like, what do you mean? For so, so, for so many femmes that I know personally, they're just like, free meal? Fun, right? But I'm like, free meal is fun. <laughs> except for the fact that I got to pretend I, uh, I, again, I cannot say that. I hate small talk. I got to pretend. Which sucks because the majority of dating, especially when you're first starting out, is essentially a small job talk. interview. Yeah. So if in, in a perfect world, that friends the lover pipeline. Uh -huh. <laughs> That would be me. So you, it's as ideally someone who you might already know and be somewhat familiar with or friendly with. And then, yeah. okay. Honestly, I definitely have a type. Okay. And it's a type that gives me comfort, but it's a very toxic type because it gives me comfort. Uh, my type is short kings. Uh, okay. And people don't know what that means. People don't know what that means. You know what that means because of your face. Short kings are men <laughs> who, because they're short, or I should say mass, mass, because they're short, <laughs> typically are compensating for their shortness by being funny. But through being funny, mm -hmm. they're also hiding like a toxic past. Oh, oh, this is so late. This is you, very deep. You know, but you know a lot of people. Like, did you not think of someone? I thought of five people immediately. Exactly. Mm. So it's someone who is shorter, funny, but they, they use their funny to hide their toxic past. Hopefully, you could find someone without a toxic I, I My goal is <laughs> That'd be nice. Reason, the yeah. reason why I'm so single right now is because my goal is to currently date someone taller and older than me because I've never done that. Oh, okay. So what do you do, though, if you're you're such a type and you don't do things for fun? What do, what do you do? I thought I knew you. I didn't know. 
I didn't know going on Always Open was going to reveal so many layers. I mean, it always opens a new door to someone. I yeah. see. Now I understand. I love how this is turning into me. Like, we have a whole person. Oh, no, I mean, questions. we got a whole show. We'll get to it. We'll Don't get worry. To it. We'll this get is to all, it. It's all yeah. built up for it's, This is me sharing my similar experiences. So that way you understand that, one, you're not alone. Dating sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's dumb. It's also uh, tough. It's mm-hmm. tough. And honestly, our friend Kat Scratch, who I hope you have on the show. Oh, absolutely. We're... 100% gonna go. Told me and BK something really good when we all went to our fan brunch together mm-hmm. is that with how media portrays love, it's this thing that's always passionate, always going, you always look for it. But in reality, it's if when it's that, that's typically when it's toxic. Mm, Whereas it should be like it's it's hard because you are committing yourself to one person for the rest of your life. But the idea of choosing that person shouldn't be hard because they should be your best friend. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes it takes a while to get there. Mm-hmm. It find does. that person. It does, which is why. Find the right comfort. Years later. <laughs> and also, I, I feel, this, I, I picked this question in particular because, you know, you guys are also new to Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, moved here from different places in the U.S. Uh, within the last few years. And so it's like that idea of even making friends and like yeah. going out into the world where you're so unfamiliar with the people and the social circles and stuff like that could be very overwhelming. Yeah. yeah, it's very intimidating. Like, especially when you are moving to a new place or maybe you're you're really consumed or wrapped up in your job. Like a yeah. lot of times I'm like doing a job or I do a job after. So I, I feel for the third shift mm-hmm. where you're like, your schedule's weird. I was like, let me tell you about my schedule. <laughs> All right. You also, I guess, kind of have a third shift, right? With the uh, streaming, streaming and stuff. And like stuff. Yeah. So Both it's like, I very much get it. Um, and being intentional with your time, like I said, is very important. But when you are a little, you know, apprehensive to kind of go out there, I think it's more than just being careful with your time. I think there's a little bit of like fear there. Yeah. And I think it's, it's fair. I think what makes it harder is, you know, kind of getting that anxiety over the fear. Um, a lot of times you do have to tackle it. You have to accept that you're going to be afraid. You have to accept that it's going to be hard and kind of find spaces that are comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of like the first step. Like find where you're okay being, where you are comfortable being out and about and 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 work on your comfortability. Because yeah. what I found attractive is when someone is comfortable with themselves and with what they're doing. I'm not going to be attracted to someone who I can see as clearly out of their comfort or doesn't zone, doesn't want to be there. Doesn't want to be there. They're they're annoyed or they're nervous and they look uncomfortable. And I'm not like, oh, I don't like you, but like I want you to be good. I want you to be okay. So if a if a bookshop is your vibe, like go hang to the there, hang yeah. out there. That's your start. <laughs> or or online. I mean, most of my earlier relationships were from Xbox Live. <laughs> I'm I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, I had a couple strictly online yeah. relationships. My first ever relationship uh, was actually someone from the roosterteeth.com website. Oh, no. Yeah, that was like my first ever boyfriend. I mean, but it's, you have your mutual interests. You find that place or your location where you're like comfortable. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, we're playing games. We can already have something to talk about. I don't have to force that small talk. Like I said, I don't have to talk about random stuff. No, we're talking about the game. You're trash. <laughs> yeah. I'll teach you how to be better. Let's play this game together. And it's now, also a good like test of if you're compatible in a sense because you're having a, like, a shared interest moment. Mm. And also if they're able to take the trash talk or like right. whatever it is, like you find ways where you're able to tell if there's compatibility in mm-hmm. a sense there. So that's a really good tip. Gaming. I didn't even think about that. That's oh, it. You don't even have to leave your house. You don't. Dis- Discord? Let me tell you about Discord real quick. That is... <laughs> 
a home away from home. <laughs> Getting some don't, they don't, don't, don't. don't. Not if you're someone who doesn't go outside. You're introverted. You don't really have a place where you can talk it's to your a, friends. A lot of Discord communities and stuff, I think, that people meet each other on. It's it's the same way with, like, online dating. Not Maybe not the same as online dating, but, like, people who meet through Xbox mm-hmm. Live or who meet through gaming communities or other communities and stuff like that where they just bond over a shared interest and there's already that comfortability there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's definitely viable. Viable. No, do you disagree? Maybe not the best. I'm looking at that I'm getting face. Some pondering. Same. <laughs> I <coughs> don't know what I want to say here. Okay, okay. <laughs> you can think on it. Yeah. Um, but I, so for this question, um, the person who wrote in said that they hate big outings and prefer as little people as possible when you go out. I think there's places that you could hang out and socialize that kind of fit that vibe, whether it be like a coffee shop or a bookstore. Um, or anything like that that's kind of a little more low-key rather than going to a bar or a club, which is not everyone's no. vibe. But Definitely not my vibe in certain places. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> no, no, it's it's so hard to find your speed. Like when you go to a bar, like let alone all the talking and all the overstimulus, but like the ambiance has to be particular and like not all bars are like bars you go to to talk to people Mm -hmm. like sometimes you're there to eat and it can be awkward going by yourself and then you need to find a friend that would be comfortable going with you and it's like it's a lot of heavy Mm -hmm. asks like I'm very anti going to a bar for dating or like don't go to a club where you're looking for the one it's also tough because um I know speaking like from my personal experience I didn't really like getting hit on or picked up on at bars or clubs even if I was single it's just like it wasn't I don't go out necessarily looking for someone to date or someone to hook up with when I'm doing that it's more of like me wanting to hang out with my friends Mm -hmm. and so it's really hard to know I know the struggle because there's only so many places and ways you could meet people um but I, I you know it's tough to know what people are expecting and what people want when they're out totally I mean in any situation even at a coffee shop you can't just like go up to someone and be like Hey, can I get your number? Like, have a conversation <laughs> maybe first. That's why it's honestly really interesting to hear you say, because yes, you go with the intention of something. Yeah. But something that, you know, my mom has taught me and something that I agree with, honestly, is that you never know where you're going to meet your life partner. It's true. So there's been so many occasions where, you know, she'll she'll get mad. She's more traditional. Well, not traditional, traditional, but she is traditional in the sense of like, don't go somewhere wearing your bonnet, like even the airport. Cause I'll wear, I used to wear my bonnet to the airport all the time. Cause I'm like, the, the point of the airport is just to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. And once I'm there, I'll look good. But she's like, you never know where you're gonna meet someone, <laughs> you're gonna see someone. That is the most typical mom like yes. anyone. Don't go to the corner store in your flats, yes. in your pajamas, yeah. sweat Get dolled up whenever you go anywhere. You never know. It's not even dolled up. She was just like, you are a cute girl. So you should make sure that that is always shown in every light. Well, I think you're cute no matter what, <laughs> even in a bonnet. You've never seen me in a bonnet. But I have, and you look a fly as hell. That's girl. what I'm saying. Okay. Listen, it'd be laying the edges. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, not to get us off topic, but something else I want to bring up, because there was another point they had in there about walking up to people and approaching yeah, them. Yeah. So they said, um, I've never been able to find the courage to ask people I meet when I'm out, um, just because I feel like I'll bother them, they say. So, big same. Uh, <laughs> but something, I don't remember who told me this, but something that has completely changed how I go about talking to people. Again, I don't date a lot, but I be talking. Um, and that is simply, if you never approach the people you want, you will only ever be approached by people that want you, not the people you want. Oh, interesting. 
So it's one of those situations where you're essential, essentially the like the box you're picking from is now smaller. You are no longer thinking outside the box where you're put you're you're putting their, your choices in. Now it's everyone that picks you is the only option you have because you are not allowing yourself to pick. By so that has helped me a lot. So on dating apps, I'm not afraid now to like make the first move, call someone cute, be like, yo, so when you taking me out on some stuff. <laughs> I love it. If it comes, if it's very rare it comes to anything, just because time and again, small talk. But it has allowed me to start more conversations with people that I like and know I would want to get to know than to be up in the air about, well, do I want to date this person or not? Because mm. they picked me versus me picking them. There's also something to be said for shooting your shot, even if you'll get rejected, mm-hmm. which I think a, a big part of this, I'm assuming, is fear of rejection, which yeah. we all have to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's that Wayne Gretzky quote of you miss 100% of the shots you don't take? Yes. Yeah. Um, you never know. And also, I'm a firm believer of anything that passes by you isn't meant for you. Mm. And so if you approach someone and they're not interested, they're not meant for you. Um, and you dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah. You want to have someone, you want to be with someone who's interested in you. Um, maybe not initially. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I, I say this often on my stream. I want someone obsessed with me. <laughs> like, I <laughs> yeah, absolutely you do. want someone obsessed with me. Um, and it worst comes to worst, there's a pickup line. That's my favorite pickup line. Ooh. So this one's for free. Um, you go up to someone, you say, hey, uh, my friend over there thinks you're cute. And then you run over to the spot you're pointing in and you stand there and you smile. That would work on anybody. I guarantee you. <laughs> if it were you delivering that line. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> anybody oh, who God. does. I don't know. I have my favorite um, ways to, I hate to say it like pick up because it isn't. It's more like starting a, a conversation. Um, and I feel like the line that really like rubbed me the wrong way in this like question is that you don't want to be a bother. I've heard mm. a lot of people in my life recently been saying that about their social anxiety and I guess I'm learning to understand it more and it it makes me so sad because I'm a New Yorker listen I don't want no one looking at my face that bothers me you know what I mean <laughs> right, right. but you come down here in Austin where like everyone's very talkative even if it is oh how do you have a good day you too that can be your start right mm-hmm. like every time you talk is is you're practicing and you're you're not bothering me you have to do a lot to really truly bother someone so it's like kind of like internal pressure where you're like oh I'm going to say something and they're really going to be annoyed I assume that's what you think and I'm like if you are nice and you project that positivity I don't think anyone will be bothered because I'll be fully honest moving from New York where you can't walk down the street without getting catcalled to moving to Austin where I'll go out maybe once every other week right yeah and not get a hon- not get hit on once mm. because people in Texas are different. They do not approach you. They do not hit you up. And honestly, I'm more bothered by the fact that I see you staring at me for 30 minutes and you're not coming up to say anything. <laughs> like that bothers me more than you. They're cowards. Exactly. Then not I'm coming up because I'm like, if you're gonna stare, then say, then speak. They're mm-hmm. probably just, you know, like this person exactly. you're and just like worried about bothering. But I think, you know, BK, I 100% agree with what you're saying. I think. If you approach anybody in a respectful, polite, nice way and respect, you know, their if they're like, oh, I'm not interested or, you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not looking for anyone right now or I'm dating someone. As long as you're respectful with that, I think like give give it a shot. Like just be nice. I think also the pressure of thinking that when you approach someone, it has to be like the shot. Yeah. The end all be all. Start small. 
your shoes are really cute. And that's all you say. They are cute. <laughs> Next time you go out, you see something, like you approach someone and you compliment them on something. Like that's my go-to because sometimes you can really like, one, cheer up somebody's day. Yeah. But two, a nice compliment that isn't about your body or like a physical attribute mm. can go a really long way and make you think about what you're into, what about that person stands out to you. Maybe it wasn't just how cute they are. Maybe it was their style. Maybe it was, that's uh, you're wearing an anime shirt. I like that anime. Just wanted to see. Or what you, is that anime? What is yeah. that anime? Or that art style is cute. Like there's ways to kind of initiate that conversation without it being like that big old, I've got to shoot my shot. I've got to prove to them I'm interesting and cool. Baby and, steps. Yeah, one yeah. at a time. I also agree. I think there's something really sweet to be said about someone complimenting a thing that you clearly put effort into or thought into mm -hmm. like, oh, your outfit is really cute or I love the way you did your hair or those glasses are really like really cool. Oh, I realized you're complimenting me. Right <laughs> yeah. I was like, just like said hair. It took you that long. Glasses. <laughs> I'm wearing glasses. Oh, just like, me. you know, stuff like that where it, it shows like you're not talking about like, oh, like you're really beautiful or this and like stuff that's very typical, which isn't a bad thing to do sure. if that's, you know, the type of compliment you want to give someone. But I think starting small and simple and not expecting it to necessarily go anywhere, but just getting in the habit of talking to people and approaching people, even in very simple ways. Um, but it's tough. Mm -hmm. Military brat too, so they've been moving around a lot. So being in a new city, hey, perfect time to start from scratch. I say, you would think that being a military brat means that you're used to it because you move around so much. But at the end of the day, you are who you are and there's nothing wrong with that. So... I like to think of life as a book that has a beginning and end, but chapters along the way. And this is just your next chapter. So it's up to you to decide what the pages are filled with. And mm -hmm. if you feel comfortable staying inside, which I don't think you do because of the fact that you submitted this note to us, then- Shows you're open. Exactly. Right. You're trying. Mm -hmm. You want to try. Then I just recommend, to be case point, if just- Try new things. Something I love doing in New York, which I don't know if it's possible here, but maybe you can find something to go back and forth with. I would just walk around my neighborhood because in New York, literally, if you walk around for 10 minutes, you'll pass 20 different buildings. And through walking around, you can find maybe there's a Pilates shop and you want to try Pilates. Ooh, maybe yeah. there's a improv class. You can start improving. You, the, like BK said, go to bookstores, go to co coffee shops, but... For me, I don't like going places without intention. Sure. So maybe if there's something you're into or you even want to try and it's an activity, try that activity because I'm sure you'll join a class and through that class you'll meet people and those people may have friends and those friends may be your future partner. I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> there's different options and different lines of ways that it can work out. 100%. Yeah, there's something to be said for um, clubs and classes too, like you mm -hmm. mentioned. Yeah, like, or volunteering. Like that's volunteering, one thing yeah. that schools had that they really say good luck when you're an adult. They have all these extracurriculars, all these classes you can take, all these electives. And then when you're an adult, they're just like, good luck continuing those hobbies. I wish, I wish they had stuff like that. I guess they do to a degree for adults, but like but you money. Like hunt for them. I Not know. only money, but like where. Like, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes like, you know, marketing or advertisement is very localized. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't mind driving 30, 40 minutes out of the way for this particular vibe or this activity, but I didn't know it existed. Yeah. So it's you don't tough. know what you don't know. 
Like, right. how would I know that I would love to go paddle? I didn't know what paddleboarding was, so I got to Texas. And Hell, I tried it yeah. for the first time. It was so much fun. It's fun. Have you been paddleboarding? <laughs> I before? haven't yet. Oh, we should go on a little paddleboarding trip. We should do paddleboarding. We should go tubing on the lake. Like, yes. there's so many things. That, there's so many Texas things I haven't done yet. <laughs> and I've been here a year. I know. And also, I think, like, you know, you said you like doing things with intention. But I think there's also something to be said for just, you know, going about your life, doing things that make you happy and that you want to do. And running into people who happen to be doing the same things. Like, Mm -hmm. I think if you're like, I'm going to go to this coffee shop and sit around and look for, like, an attractive person to see if I could approach them, that might put too much pressure on yourself. Rather than, like, I'm going to go to the coffee shop and, like, work on my laptop and just, like, hang out for the day and see what happens. You said that and I immediately thought of the the show You. Have you watched that? (laughs) I have not, but I know what it's about. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll just leave that there for anyone who wants to dabble. But please, maybe double think about going to search for that partner. Yeah. Like, it it will happen. The universe works in, like, mysterious ways. Sometimes when you put too much of that intention into it, it can kind of, like, backfire in a way. Or just make you feel overwhelmed and, like, Mm -hmm. you have to like essentially do like check this list off right yeah right it's a lot um well good luck to you who wrote in let us know how things go feel Please. free to, to write us again follow up in a few weeks or months if uh, you find any luck or anything like that you'll probably find it before i do so you're <laughs> it's you're in a race now with Kai. yeah no no you won you won <laughs> yeah, you won hey maybe maybe you two could date no, i'm just kidding no. I, I, I actually it's something i was thinking of they didn't mention gender of any sort so mm-hmm. while you all were talking i was just like Wow, like a lot of things that were being said, I'm like, I don't know if that works for both all gender roles as well. Some things I was like, I don't know. Because if I just go to a cafe by myself and sit down, I've had situations where I've done that and it has not turned out okay. Mm. I have been stalked before. Oh, really? Yeah. So Always got to be aware of your surroundings. Exactly. Mm -hmm. No matter who you are. Mm -hmm. Be safe. It's getting to the point in Texas where you pretty much need to be in sunglasses every time you go outside. But it's been really hard for me to find a go-to pair of sunglasses that aren't constantly getting tangled up in my hair. Luckily, our friends at Shady Rays have a new tangle-free aviators that have a patent-pending nose piece that they designed specifically to avoid tangling. I mean, look at these sunglasses. They're incredible. They're stylish. They're incredible aviators that I wear all the time. And I, I don't know if you could see from here, but this little tangle-free nose piece There's no holes in it, so it doesn't get tangled in your hair. You can put them up on top of your head, slide them back onto your face, tangle-free. It's incredible. Cannot recommend enough for anyone who has long hair especially, but any type of hair that might get tangled up in your sunglasses. It's perfect. Wonderful. Chef's kiss. Plus, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. And if you don't love your pair, you could exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Just head over to ShadyRays.com slash TangleFree and use the code OPEN for 30% off their best-selling tangle-free aviators and much more. Save before they sell out and try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250 thousand people enjoy your new sunglasses my friends i was lucky enough to see evil dead rise at the south by southwest premiere and you guys it was one of the scariest movies i've seen pretty much ever it's one of those movies that you have to see with a crowd everyone was on edge they were on the edge of their seat grasping each other and at times screaming myself included 
especially during those really intense parts. In case you don't already know, Evil Dead Rise is the fifth installment in the iconic Evil Dead franchise. It's directed by Lee Cronin and stars Lily Sullivan, Alyssa Sutherland, Morgan Davies, Gabrielle Eccles, and newcomer Nell Fisher. The movie follows two estranged sisters who are reuniting for the first time in a while, but their reunion turns, let's say, less than ideal when flesh-possessing demons enter the picture. We had such an amazing time seeing this movie, and like I said, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. I think I was white-knuckling Trevor the whole time as I was holding his hand, uh, blocking my eyes a little bit for some of the scenes, but so much fun to see, especially in a theater with other people who are big horror movie fans. Could not recommend it enough. It was so much fun. So get your tickets now to see Evil Dead Rise in theaters on April 21st. You could head to evildeadrisemovie.com to watch the trailer and learn more about the movie. Enjoy! That was my spooky voice. Next question. Ooh. I think, yeah, I think you guys will have some interesting input on this one. Oh, it's a bit of a longer one. So okay. this one reads, I'm about to turn 26 and I've worked as a wedding photographer and videographer since 2019 and have been fairly successful earning about 45K a year with most of the winter off. However, I burned out on weddings about a year ago and I had to trudge through the past year to fulfill my contractual obligations. I decided I wouldn't take any on in 2023 to see if my mental and physical health improves. I still love working with couples, seniors, and families, so I'm still offering those shoots, but I'm feeling the pull of a career change. Here's my issue. I consider myself a Swiss army knife when it comes to my interests and skill sets. In college, I took classes in radio and broadcast, film, photography, graphic and web design, journalism, writing, marketing, etc. But now that I'm feeling ready for the next thing, I don't know where or how to start. I want to do voice acting and acting work, but I also want to write. I want to pursue being a lighting designer for games, but I also love creating content. I'm not afraid of failing. I'm simply lost as to how I even get my foot in one of any of these doors. <laughs> Are we relating here? <laughs> As someone who's 25 uh -huh. and entered the gaming industry on accident, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, to say the least. Um, it's, and the thing is, this is so monumental for everyone because mm -hmm. even I talked to my mother, who is a principal in her 50s, who talks about career change, seeing what I'm doing. Yeah. And it can happen at any point of time where you're just tired of going through the waves of motion. And honestly, I really wish that life was as flexible as dreams make it out to be. Mm. Because in a real world, it's like, it's your life. You have, again, beginning and end, write the chapters. But unfortunately, you know, there are bills. There are responsibilities. So there are... have the luxury exactly. of, you know... There are people with off. privilege sure. who can make a switch at the drop of a hat. But there are people who have responsibilities who may not have that capability right away. So I feel for the want and I feel for the need. And I, I first of all, congrats on making 45K <laughs> as in a, a year as a wedding winter winter off. with winters <laughs> off. That like, that is. I know teachers that don't do that. So <laughs> that's fantastic. All that to say is I get it. Again, I'm, in, I'm currently in the gaming industry on accident. And mm. it's fully because of the pandemic. I say often that the only reason I started streaming was because no one was hiring for production jobs. The mm. only reason I was on camera was so I could practice learning streaming, digital, producing behind the scenes of my own content because that's the only content I could create at the time. Yeah. And through that, now I'm here. 
Uh, but it's definitely one of those situations where when everything you've studied for is something that you're now tired of, what do you turn to? It's almost like me and BK have had this conversation. When your job is now video games yeah. and that was your escape, what's your escape now? So does that, does that happen for you too where because you do streaming professionally and also work here where you do gaming content professionally, does it feel like games are no longer that escape for you or do you still feel like you find the games that do help you relax or you can unwind with kind of behind the scenes? So I have an answer and <laughs> my answer is that I think BK, you've definitely done this longer. So I feel like you found a genre of games that isn't touched yet when you do things. So I, I know you're always gaming. <laughs> and you you got your weave content, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, as someone who grew up watching other people play video games and is now trying to find what works for me, I say often, I get very hyper fixated on a game I'm really into. Like right now, I'm doing Breath of the Wild for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I'm very hyper fixated on that. But as soon as that game's over, I'm just like, now what? Now what, yeah. So I, and I get into those spells essentially every other month or every month where I just, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what brings me joy anymore. I don't know what brings me happiness and yeah. I get stuck. Understandable. Yeah, I think it was very intentional for me to kind of separate the games that I play for others mm-hmm. and the games I have for me. Um, and sometimes there's a lot of pull where people are like, oh, but I really want to see you play that. And I go, right. no, Horizon Forbidden West is my game <laughs> and I'm going to play this game on my own time and I'm going to take my time with it and I'm going to have I'm going to have fun with it. So I've had to really kind of separate those and and kind of keep things for me. But when you are like a, a jack of all trades, I'd like to say, I like how they said Swiss army. Swiss army yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I am very much that too. Like not only do I game, I'm, I'm a musician, I'm a writer. I did photography before this. Yeah. Um, you love anime and, and like that whole culture. Too yeah. much. Like yeah. to the point where I have been told a lot or my, I've had my manager ask me, what do you want to do? Or the last job I had, um, one of my bosses was like, you know, if you keep doing this creator stuff, I don't know how you're going to be able to still do behind the scenes things. Mm. And not that you're doing bad at it, but as like a mentor advice, you should choose a path and yeah. focus on that for a while. And I had to make a tough decision and I chose to do on-camera stuff for a while and I've been loving it. But I've definitely felt that that sentiment of being like, I want to do other things. I want to write a light novel big time. Yeah. I want to produce an anime. I have like really crazy ideas. And yeah. when people ask me this all the time, we're like, I want to do these things. I want to do voice acting. It's the worst but best advice. Like, I hate myself when I say it, but you have to just do it. Like, mm. it, yeah. I hate saying it because it seems so simple, like, uh, but it really is true. Like, you have to start doing what you want to do because one, you're going to learn what you like about it, what might be hard about it, yep. what is needed in order to accomplish it. Like now that I know if I want to do voice acting, I'm going to need a reel. I'm going to need to practice on different voices. I need to record myself doing it. I need to do it in front of people. I need to learn how to make death noises. Like <laughs> that's, a, that's an important one. Yeah. yeah. You know, things of that nature a lot of the time and do it for a hobby. Like Kai said, you started gaming it it was a hobby to practice those skills mm-hmm. to kind of go off and flex your 
abilities. And then you found a way to kind of turn that into the career path, monetize that, like taking that pressure of feeling like you have to jump into an industry or jump into a new career. I feel stick with it forever. It's the biggest inhibitor in exploring your options. Treat it as a hobby while you can. Maybe you do your wedding photos on the side still for a while. Just to make some money. Right. To like essentially fund the other hobbies you want to try. Yeah, dive in, take some classes. We said that earlier. There are classes out there. There are voice acting workshops. Like if you've got your 45K, no offense, put a little bit of that to the side and invest in in exploring that industry. Yeah. It's a good first step. Agreed. 100%. Um, Yeah, we, we get questions like this sometimes. And it's always so interesting because I think there's this societal pressure on so many people, especially like our generation, where you have to decide what you want to do in life so early mm-hmm. on. Like even in high school, they're just like, you're whittling down <laughs> yeah, on the courses your you want to take. What are you doing? What's your major in, in college going to be? And I'm like, I'm going to be 18. Like, I, I don't no know. idea. So like for me personally, I picked something where I felt like it was generic enough that it could mm-hmm. go in different directions. Um, Wait, can I is, ask? I was, was marketing. Say, wow. Okay. That was smart. I chose philosophy and Asian <laughs> studies. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> Look where I am now. <laughs> Exactly. But that's a great example, though. Like what you studied has pretty much nothing to do with your career. Path or does now. it? it? No, it definitely does, does. You're a liar. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Asian studies. She went to study abroad in Japan. She can speak fluent Japanese. Now knows the anime stuff. Now does the nerd stuff. Oh. And then all that translates to the things she talks about in her content. Yeah. And philosophy helped me with public speaking and yes. writing. So a lot of writing, a lot that's of public true. speaking. I mean, it all goes into it. But I mean, like you're not a philosophy I'm not a or, professor. No, yeah. so, <laughs> I, something that like, or a lawyer. Yeah, no, I think something that <laughs> pertains to this conversation uh, is that it doesn't matter. Study whatever you want because mm-hmm. everything goes in every direction. Mm, true. You are tired of wedding photography? Cool. You know what you can photo- ph- photograph of so many other things. You know how many brands need like their products um, to be taken picture. Uh, you want to do voice acting? Take picture. Go to go to conventions. Take pictures of people in their cosplays. Cosplayers. Like that's that's okay. your professional media badge. So you get there for free. I'm, I'm just trying to tell you. <laughs> I'm about to put you on right now. Yeah, all the and ideas. And while here. you're there, because example, I was at Level Up Expo this recently. And there were so many voice actors there, so many people in the comic industry there. So writing, I actually went to a panel about diversity in writing comics. Mm-hmm. So there's writing comics. You, there's truly so many ways that you could take in this, this example, specifically photography, and utilize it as a catalyst for these other things. Mm-hmm. Your hobby is a medium. It is not who you are. That part. And through mm-hmm. building it and figuring out, well, if I want to go in that di- direction, how can photography get you there? Because if that's what you are now and that's what you're known for, then don't think of it as something you have to throw away. Use it as a catalyst to continue 100%. building yourself. Yeah. That's a really strong word. I like that. Yeah, catalyst. definitely. Um, Agreed. Great. Mm-hmm. Great notes on that. Um, I also, I, I want to commend this person because they mentioned that they're not afraid of failing mm. and they just don't know essentially how to get a foot in the door of any of these things. I think there's this like idea that to be happy, you need to be in a career that like fulfills you and mm. that like you need to be doing what you love every yeah, day. Totally. And I think there's something to be said for picking a, a, a job or career that essentially pays the bills mm-hmm. and allowing it to give you time and energy and motivation to have these hobbies. So all these things you're interested in, I understand the pull to be like, well, 
I need to like focus on one if that's what I want to do, but I don't know which one to pick. Try them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you have that flexible income so far, which I would say if you're doing something you dislike, that's different. Sure. Mm-hmm. So maybe like finding a way to incorporate photography in a different professional manner. Um, but still like trying these things out and seeing what you actually like and what yeah. maybe by doing that you whittle it down to something and then you're like, okay, I, I really like game design. Yes. So mm-hmm. like that's what I want to focus on. That's what I want to pursue. And it's never too late either to change your mind. Something else I also learned because there was a point where I was very sad and depressed. So I'm, and through, it wasn't hobbies, but even just like everyday daily activities that I had. So I made a list of everything I wanted to do in a day. It included, you know, like brushing your teeth, showering, getting out of bed, taking a walk outside. Like again. (laughs) You get up and you go, Exactly, exactly. (laughs) But it was, but when you are in a place where you are confused about where to move forward, forward, it's hard to look at a long list and say, these are all the things I want to do. And I'm pretty sure, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, that applies here too, where you have this list of everything you want to try and you're saying you don't know where to start. Make that list small. Like I, I, I know we're saying don't just choose one and don't, but pick one for now. Try it out. See if you like it. Mm-hmm. And if you do, either keep it going or when you feel you're starting to get burned out, pause it and start the next thing. Because the easiest way to give yourself anxiety when you want to try a million different things is by doing it all at once. Because then you're going to easily get overwhelmed. And then you're going to say, well, I didn't like any of this. And that's not true. We only have, and Barb, you sold this to me recently. Mm -hmm. We only have 100% of ourselves to give at all times. So if you have 10 activities and you give 10% to each, I highly doubt you're going to enjoy any of them. <laughs> yeah, you're going to feel like you're being stretched too thin. Exactly. Sure. all of them. So take your time in figuring out what you want to do. Be open to failing. Be open to succeeding. As long as you're having fun, you'll figure out what's meant for you. And again, you could switch at any time. Yeah. Like, yep. Uh, there's so many people, like some authors really hit their stride at like 60. Yep. You know, like that's when they write their first amazing novel. And now they're a writer. So it's like there's never a time where you're like, well, it's too late to change direction or I feel like I've um, spent too much time and money and effort on this one thing to change. There's the sunken cost fallacy where, you know, we talked about on previous episodes where you've spent so much of your time or money or whatever it is on something where you're like, well, I don't want to change directions now because I've already spent so much time on this. No. Screw that. (laughs) Try it. I forget what the official term is, but it is a something skill. Transferable skills. Nothing is a waste of time because you have gained skills that can be transferred to something else. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. They said they want to do game lighting design. Like they didn't say they want to be a developer. Like they clearly… Have that, explored that they things. Love in photography, they love lighting. lighting, maybe in photography. They're already kind of starting yeah. to apply different things in different places. So the fact that you know specifically what you want to do in an industry like that is, I feel like you're already ahead of the game. Like you need Definitely. to give yourself and the fact a that you already of, have examples in a medium. It might not be the same medium, but in a medium of you lighting subjects, mm-hmm. you're already one step ahead of someone yeah. who wants to do that and has no experience doing any form of lighting. Listen, there are free like uh, applications and software out there to get you into game development very, very early on. Just demo around, fiddle around with. I have friends like now who have been messing with 3D modeling as their hobby. I don't think they want to be developers, but they love 
playing with it. And mm-hmm. we as a group have all talked. We're like, so like, when are we making our video game though? Right. Like, I was like, I will I will voice you half the of voice the characters. <laughs> um, I can help with the writing. Okay. And be like, okay, so you've got the characters. You're the mechanics. Okay, got it. I have my friend who does coding. He's like in school for engineering. Look but like, that. I was like, we could, we could have a team here. Absolutely. You know? find, your, find your tribe, I think is a good way to start too. Do you have friends who want to jump into those industries with you? Do you have other Collaborate people? Collaborate on projects. Yeah. And just start making stuff even if it's half made or Honestly, 30 seconds made finding you know? your tribe is a big one mm-hmm. because something that people say often is that you could go far by yourself but it, you would go so much farther if you had others to uplift you along the way and i'm even just thinking about my streaming journey mm-hmm. i that was an idea i started by myself and I, funny enough you said you hate saying it because it's corny just do it the reason i started streaming i've said this many times before it's because I was watching a fucking around with Iffy and Fiona. It was the, <laughs> it was at the top of the civil rights movement during 2020 mm-hmm. when it was Shy and the Geek, Griff, and Fiona. And they read my question of just like, hey, I'm doing production, but there's no productions going on. How do I get in? And they all said, just do it. A month later, I was streaming. Look at that. Just do it. Sometimes it's the hardest thing. It's intimidating. Like, and it's not, I don't even think it's the failure. I think it's a, it's more of a perfectionist thing where yeah. when you want to, I want to do it, I want to do it right. So many times I have people ask, oh, I want to be a streamer. How do I stream? I go stream. Just start. Just press play. And then if it isn't what you, build your scene live on the air. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's okay if what we're watching the first time you do it, that's not all that's going to be known of you. If anything, I think it's very a relatable experience watching someone from the ground up start something. Mm-hmm. And like the idea that everything we consume and see is perfect and like you don't see people's struggles or people's mistakes Mm -hmm. or any time that they failed on something we typically only see when someone's succeeding at it so I think there's something to be said for like being able to be vulnerable and open about and that's why what else can I do from Encanto is my favorite song (laughs) (laughs) what a perfect button to that that's exactly why it's my favorite song if you haven't listened to it go go listen to it go go watch the film as well you'll understand (laughs) this whole episode after that (laughs) yes Um, so also we're pre-recording this episode, um, but you two are doing a show on the All Good No Worries channel, which if you're listening to this on audio platforms, you could watch the full video of this podcast on the All Good No Worries YouTube channel, where we have plenty of shows, including a cozy gaming show that you guys are doing. Hopefully it's it's been up and out <laughs> since now. Um, if you see a jump cut, that means we revealed information we weren't supposed to. <laughs> and no. cut um, but yeah go check it out uh, I'm I'm so excited to see yeah, it yeah I love how and I also love how we haven't decided on a name yet so you're like a cozy gaming show because we can't even say what it's called yet peek behind the curtain on how early we're recording yeah. these episodes <laughs> um, but yeah go check it out it's on the All Good No Worries channel and also um, where can people find you guys online as well so you can find me at Defined by Kai on essentially every platform. I'm currently building out my Instagram and my YouTube mostly right now. Fantastic. And I'm Defined by Kai because only I can define myself in this crazy mixed up world we live in. I love that. That's beautiful. I don't, my, my, mine's not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm B. Dunkelman. So. No, um, you're Bimmy now. <laughs> I'm working on the Bimmy. No, I'm, I'm Black Crystal. You can find me on Twitch, Instagram, uh, and Twitter, doing the thing, playing the games, and just being a, being a weeb. Posting all the weeb content. Yeah, I love being it. a big anime fan. <laughs> um, and, you know, we be hunting achievements every now and then, hanging on the Let's Play channel. So you can find us mm-hmm. there if you like gaming. Wonderful. Well, thank you both so much for joining us today and thank you all for watching the show 
As a reminder, if you have questions for us, you can send those to alwaysopen at roosterteeth.com. Come check out and subscribe to the All Good No Worries YouTube channel. And if you want to get the show 24 hours early, you could subscribe to First on roosterteeth.com. It would really help support us and the show and everything we are making here. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you guys next week. Bye-bye.